Welcome to the Learning Exchange, where L&D and HR professionals can dig deep into the ever-changing landscape of online learning and talent development. Each episode, we'll explore innovations in learning and discuss best practices with special guests from inside and outside the learning world. L&D is evolving, and the Learning Exchange is here to help you keep pace. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Learning Exchange. I've been away for a minute, but I am back and ready to drop some knowledge on you. Guess what? The world continues to change. Does that surprise you? Does it excite you? Um, Today's episode, I really want to focus on the concept of redefining roles. Um, It's becoming a really hot topic in the HR communities, and it, it definitely ties back to the way I opened the show, which is, There is change all around us. Uh, We've never stopped experiencing change, at least for my entire lifetime. Uh, There's always been some change going on, but we're bringing the conversation into focus uh, more consistently in the workplace. And as a result, uh, this idea of redefining roles is really becoming a hot topic in the HR communities. And I think as learning and development professionals, we should be aware that the conversation is happening. And if it's not happening now, it will happen in your future at some point. And we should be asking ourselves the question, like, what does this mean? And is our training strategy aligned? Is our training strategy um, one which allows us to pivot and flex and provide support to the, the changing roles? So before we get there, Um, Just a couple of quick notes about where we're going to go in the conversation today. I'm going to start by just acknowledging the current moment that we're in and talk a little bit more about uh, sort of how that is leading us to this conversation around rescoping of roles. And I'm not just talking about rescoping of L&D or talent dev roles. I'm talking about rescoping of roles across the board. And then I'll quickly shift over to drop some insights about how I believe learning and development is critical to the success of this activity and share some thoughts and ideas about how we can plug in as L&D to really help our organizations be able to navigate the change and pivot and adapt, uh, not just to this change, but to changes that will come in the future. So as I mentioned uh, in the opening, the world has changed dramatically both inside of work and outside of work. And I know we really started, we started having that kind of conversation in 2020 um, because there was a, there was a moment, right? The pandemic was a, an event that forced us to really talk out loud about the change, but it's continuing. Uh, The change is continuing to happen every day. It's getting faster. And in the workplace, I'm sure we've all heard of the terminology, the great resignation and all the other ways that it's described. I I personally don't like the use of the term, the great resignation, because I think it it, it misinforms the, the intention and what's really happening. I, in turn, like to talk about it in the context of the great awakening or the great realignment, uh, essentially this is the moment that we're in and it requires us to acknowledge not only that it's the moment we're in, but what we really need to do. 
our employees are telling us what matters most to them. They have lost their voice somewhere along the way. Employees just um, either forgot or uh, they forgot they had their voice or their voice was suppressed. But those days are past. Uh, Workers entering the workforce today are bringing a, a level of dedication to honoring themselves, uh, which I love. It, it's long overdue, but it's forcing other generations in the workplace to, to have the conversations. And what employees are telling us in this moment that matters most to them in their workplace are things like humanity, decency, empathy, alignment with values and morals, benefits. But one of the more pronounced things that they're telling us is our focus on their development is a top priority. Not just developing them as a cog in the wheel or a box on the org chart, but really looking at them as a person and developing them as a person. So this leads us to the acknowledgement that something's got to change. Um, a lot of our, our training strategies were designed really just to, to support the box on the org chart, support the functional work aspects. But uh, in our world today, people's work and personal lives are even more commingled than ever. Um, so many of us are working remote, working from home, working from other places. And it is much more difficult to separate work life and personal life. Uh, nor do I think we should honestly have that separation because you're asking employees to uh, like not bring themselves to work. You're asking them to bring a shell of themselves, a fraction of themselves. But I, I digress. So as we navigate this rebound motion from the COVID disruption and we get into discussions around economic challenges, inflation, uh, there will be other things that will come up that will create more stress and strain on the employer-employee relationship, uh, we're seeing businesses wrestle with a wide range of decisions. Um, Some of the decisions are really around how we change our business or do we change our business, meaning do we change the products or services we offer? Do we change anything about our branding? Do we streamline and simplify our operations or do we double down and expand and grow? So there's some core business challenges that we're having to make big decisions about, but there's also a lot of other things that get more complicated. Like how do we respond to the changing demands and needs of our employees? What about the changing demands and needs of our customers? All of these things lead us to the hard truth that it's long past time for us to revisit and rescope many of the roles that we have in our businesses today. Regardless of whether you're in hospitality, restaurant, food service, retail, financial services, manufacturing, high tech, no industry is immune to the impacts of the changes that have occurred in the world around us. It is up to us to rise to the challenge. And in many cases, this has resulted in the discussion around rescoping of roles that we have in our business today. The way we got work done yesterday may not be effective for how we need to get it done today. And that definitely may not be effective in how we need to get work done tomorrow or at some point in the future with changes and challenges that are yet to be revealed. 
as we saw uh, in 2020, uh, a response to that COVID disruption, learning and development is absolutely critical to the success of the business navigating these big changes and challenges. We are the ones as learning and development professionals who connect our businesses and the strategies to learning interventions that yield results. We are the ones who spend time with all levels of the organization to launch new processes, new procedures, new products, and more. Our voice is potentially one of the loudest voices that can speak in this discussion. Without a focus on a learning mindset, we're just reverting back to the old broken process of wielding communication as the solution to everything. But guess what? Communication has never been rooted in learning theory and learning principles, which means that pure communication is not designed to do what learning interventions are designed to do, and that is ensuring the transfer of knowledge, as well as shifting behaviors and attitudes and skills. All of these things are levers that have to be adjusted if we are to navigate change, we have to create space for new things. We have to create opportunities for people to apply new things, to vocalize concerns they have, to work through their own change curves to get to the other side. And there are a million ways that we can plug into the moment effectively as a learning and development community. I'm not going to go through an exhaustive list because uh, let's face it, we'd probably be here for about eight hours. And I know I love to talk, but you may not want to listen to me for eight hours. There's a good chance um, that you've already made some of the shifts that I'm going to talk about. But instead of going through a big list, I'm going to offer just a big idea or two that you might be able to activate. And if you can't activate it, then maybe it can spark an idea that, that creatively inspires you to uh, a solution that works for your organization. My biggest recommendation wait for it, is to reevaluate your current training and rethink your approach to design. You may have already made some of the strides, but I challenge you to explore and determine which of the items that I'm going to talk about next could be of value to you and your current organization as well as in broader contexts. So over the last couple of years in particular, we've talked a lot as an L&D community about aligning our training to skills and competencies. And that's still a part of the equation, but that's not where I'm going to go today. I'm going to assume that you've already made that step or that you have line of sight to what that step might look like for your organization. Today, we move past that to talk about my simple but big idea of chunking out your training so that it can serve discrete skills with ease. So what I mean here is not chunking in terms of micro learning. Uh, there could be a component that goes in that direction, but I'm not, I'm not going to be talking about uh, delivery modality at this point. It's really just the way we think about design and architecting our content. So when we chunk our training out, so it, it really lasers in on a specific skill like communications um, or written communications, it can afford you some incredible flexibility in terms of allowing you this build your own adventure, build your own package capability 
that gives your content a much longer shelf life that you can extend by skilling up your learning and development team on effective transitions, which allows them to focus more on connecting the dots in service of a larger objective versus continuing to reinvent the wheel around individual skills. So we put that into more of a scenario. So let's say you've got a uh, maybe written communication or broader just communication skills training. If you were to narrow that in, so it just objectively focuses on either the written or the verbal communications, maybe it's both, but you're just keeping it to that and not adding the rest of the context or situation-specific insights, you could take that communication-focused module, combine it with a manager skills module, and point the content in a direction that focuses more on manager effectiveness and leading effective conversations, building workplace community, so forth and so on. You could also take that same communications module or content and combine it with a customer escalation um, or customer service related topic. And now you've got an entirely different scenario. Um, and you're able to reuse that one piece of content in multiple ways. It's it's what you wrap around it that starts to shift the context and the application. Now, uh, seems kind of simple, but it can also force you to rethink how you develop content because oftentimes we try to get as much into that bag as we possibly can. So when we deliver like a communications training, we might try to weave into that all the situations, um, ways that it can be applied in various situations. And that means we end up with some really bloated content. It's probably very effective for your purpose, but it's very limiting because you can't just lift out that core skill-focused content and reappropriate it a number of ways. So if we can focus in and just spend our energy trying to prop up the discrete skills, keeping the the transitions, keeping the context out of the equation, we can get a lot more life out of the content. But there's also another benefit. In doing something like this, perhaps you've got one learner that's going to see, if we go back to that communications example, we've got one learner that's going to see that same chunk of communications content, maybe in three or four courses. What happens is twofold. One, they're going to hear it a couple of different times, which means it's likely it's going to penetrate and finally get in. Um, But secondly, it's going to teach your learners a new way to learn, which can ultimately yield far greater flexibility and adaptability for future situations. Those who are really paying attention might recognize the content as repeat content because some of the segments will be repeated, but the different contexts that go in front and back of that that core skill area will help them better recognize how skills can be transferable, Um, right? Like if I hear the same content, but you position it to me in four different ways, my brain now is open to exploring what are the other ways I can apply this content? How can it be relevant in more situations? And ultimately, that leads to improved confidence because we're retaining the knowledge and we're also picking up some of this uh, 
savviness around how to how to identify how I can transfer my skills to different situations. We have improved confidence. We also um, empower our learners with uh, just kind of a heightened sense of empowerment that they are now able to drive a lot of their learning journey. Meaning, this new skill of identifying and getting comfortable with transferring my skills uh, starts to allow me to feel like I really can drive that bus anywhere. In addition, if we just want to go next level, uh, we need to consider that a lot of us are going to permanently uh, be forced into living in a hybrid work environment where some of our employees are physically at work. Some of our employees are remote in their day-to-day. So this means if if we want to take that into account, which I'm going to bet most of us have not reevaluated our training to kind of skim for that, it's going to require flexibility in how we build the training, how we deliver the training, and ultimately how our employees are able to apply the training. So again, teaching them that sort of uh, passively teaching them that transference of skills mindset can pay dividends beyond anything we could measure today. And it sets them and you up for success when we have the next change and the next change so that we're not having to completely revamp and and reimagine all of our content. We know what the content is that is critical to core skill development. And where we get to have the fun is where we start to put it into situational environments and we put different context around it to change how we view it and how we ultimately perceive we can apply it. So um, here's a question to close us out and really get you thinking about how you might be able to start the process in your own organization. So we'll start by asking this question. Um, How have we as an organization equipped our managers to navigate a remote and or hybrid world? Uh, Have we delivered training that's specific to managing remotely, managing in a hybrid workforce? What about all of the leadership development courses and programs that you've put them through in their career? Has any of that stuff been portable or translated into this new environment where we're talking about um, uh, traditional body language versus digital body language as just one example? So consider this as a potential area to explore as you think about how you could apply some of the concepts I've talked about today or some of the concepts that that I've talked about that might've inspired a new idea. Um, looking at maybe your managers and, uh, right, just start, start with a topic area and a limited audience to figure out what the right thing is for your organization before you go map it all out. Um, as I said, a good place to start could be looking at your manager population and just a small slice of the content you have for them. And, uh, whether it's wrapping it around the remote versus hybrid versus in-person work environment, or it's looking at maybe different situations, coaching employees in person versus coaching employees remotely. Um, You can put some different contexts around the coaching skill that help uh, those same concepts really come to life in a way that's meaningful so that your learners can apply it in all situations. Happy learning. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.